<laughs> Three little green aliens came to hear it. They stole my song. Honey, were they green before or after they touched your song? No, Peg, they stole my sock. It really happened. Oh, Al, sweetheart, you banged your head tonight. You are having an hallucination. You're probably seriously hurt and need medical attention. Now go to sleep. Let's rock. Thanks, Dad. Can I get a woman? No Man Presents, live from the Nudie Bar, the Married with Children Podcast. And here are your hosts, Dan, Jamie, and Al. We are back from a far, far away galaxy. My name is Al. Do you know anything about podcasting? Neither do I. <laughs> I'm Jamie, and Al calls me Sergeant Carter haircut. Only on the weekend. And I'm actually old enough to get that reference, so... <laughs> oh, we, we all talked about the show he's on already. <laughs> and I'm Dan Chase. I'll bring the beer, the Klingons, I'll bring them the chips. Yeah, you know, this is a special show. I remember, remember that guy, Jerry, that used to be on the show? Never heard of him. Uh, it sounds vaguely familiar, but I don't know. Is he the one that makes up memes? Yes. Okay. I was getting these, like, weird broadcast signals that were coming in, and it was, like, some kind of communication, and I believe it was from Jerry, but it was, like, so out of this world, uh... I'm going to try to make contact now and tap into the, the radio show here. Hold on. I'm si- Do you hear something? Sounds I, like a voice. For the last time, leave my socks alone. Jesus. Jerry? Uh, hey, I, I, it's there. Oh, dude, I've been on this planet that got saved by Al Bundy, and they don't even know who Steve is, and oh, I... They keep stealing all my socks. Do you have enough fuel to get back? Uh, well, here's the thing. They're not letting me come back. I, I'm now their source of socks, so they don't have to travel all the way to Earth. And you know what? I like these aliens. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're not letting them back? Uh, wow. Well, dude, we're actually reviewing Married with Aliens. I mean, it's such a coincidence that this is happening to you because that's sort of what happens to Alan this episode. Do you want to talk about it then with us? Oh, dude, yes, of course. Please, I'd love to talk to anything that's taller than three feet. (laughs) That puts me out then. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, well, in this episode, Al is visited by mysterious green creatures who creep into his bedroom and take his dirty socks. (laughs) This is season five, episode seven, Original air date November 4th, 1990. Directed by Jerry Cohen. Writers Ellen L. Fogel and Michael Moy. This episode starts off with some dark humor 
because Al had a bad fall at work and he hurt his head and nobody wants to go get him from work, so... Yeah, well, I'm not going. Me neither. Daddy doesn't like me driving his car. Well, I'm not going. He's your husband. You should pick him up. Kids, we have been arguing like this ever since your father called and said he had a bad fall and hurt his head. <laughs> now, one of us has got to go get him. <laughs> Any volunteers? <laughs> well, I can wait as long as you can. Uh, he has to drive home himself <laughs> after Zinger. He rides a bus. <laughs> I think that's when he got done getting it fixed at the doctor, right? Or the hospital. Oh, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah you're right. Right. It's, that, the episodes are a little weird up here. So, so it, they play it constantly. So no matter where I'm at, it's some part of the episode. Uh, <laughs> so it all blends together. Well, and, yeah. and he comes in a couple times, too. So there's that, you know? Yeah. He comes in, he comes in injured several times in the episode. So, yeah. Yeah, the joke's repeated twice because just to show that both times. So basically anytime Alan needs to get picked up or a favor has to be done for him, they just sit on the couch arguing over who's going to do it. Exactly. I feel like that's what we would all do with Dan. Who's going to go pick up Dan? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Not me. I hardly know the man. <laughs> Jerry, you don't even drive. <laughs> I, I don't have to drive, dude. I'm in outer space, okay? <laughs> You couldn't even touch my astronaut's briefcase at this point. <laughs> A word. Where he is, there are no roads. <laughs> 121 gigawatts. Right out of the gate, um, can I just say that I think the um, the underwear gnome thing from South Park, there's so many parallels with this. Like, they had to have taken from this episode. It's literally like beat for beat, except replace... Uh, gnomes, or yeah, replace aliens with gnomes. Like they totally stole the idea. The voices are the same. It's the craziest thing ever. Like literally, beat for wow. beat. They don't have a plan for profit. <laughs> yeah. exactly. They have nobler intentions. <laughs> right. Exactly. How was I injured? You ask. <laughs> well, there I was, sloshing through the mall's wishing pond, looking for change. <laughs> I spotted a quarter, way far out. Why can't they just make a wish and drop the quarter, huh? Why do they gotta whip it way out there? Well, I guess they think that dreams really come true the closer you get to the drain. Anyhow, this quarter was just within my reach when I slipped on some wishing pond slime and took a header right into the granite statue of the goddess of the malls. <laughs> Half obvious. <laughs> Kids, you almost lost your daddy. Well, did you get the quarter? <laughs> no. It was a pull tab from a beer can. Poor Al. After such a trying night, you must be hungry. Yes, Peg, I am hungry. Very hungry. <laughs> well, good night. Good night, sweetheart. 
Have you guys ever taken money from a wishing fountain? <laughs> I I think as a kid I probably reached in and yeah, palmed a grand. I mean a, a buck. <laughs> Quick G. <laughs> Where are these fountains? I've always been I'm too terrified of authority. I've Yeah, I re- I remember being really young and doing it, but then you're right, like as I got older, <laughs> you know, and and realized that there were consequences for things. I, I'm with you, Jamie. I was like, nah, I'll get caught. I, I never stole anything. Like, you know, like some people steal like candy bars or like mm. something small like that. I never stole. I was just always so scared that I'd get uh, shipped away. Yeah. I wish I could say the same. I, uh, <laughs> I stole. I, oh, good. I, was say, I stole up until I got caught, which happened to be the same day that uh, the Twin Towers fell. So it was a bad day all around. Yeah. Yeah. When the guy caught you, are like, dude, there are bigger problems going on in the world. <laughs> Leave me alone. Leave me alone. See what's going on in the world? What does this butterfinger yeah. matter? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> when I was really little, I was probably, I was about four. My stepsisters and I walked down to the corner store and they, and so they bought candy. And I assumed they bought my candy, too, because I'm like, that's why we went, was to get candy. <laughs> so I get home, and I'm eating my candy, and they're eating their candy. And they're like, where did you get your, Where did you get that? And I said, well, from the store. And they're like, you stole that? We didn't pay for that. I'm like, so, one, not only did you not buy me any candy, you little bitches, but <laughs> then they went and told my mom that I stole from the no. store. And I got in trouble for stealing, and I had to take... I bet it tasted so much sweeter, though, when you were eating it, knowing that. I didn't get to eat it. I had to take it back. She didn't buy me any because I stole the first one, so that was my punishment. You should have given back, like, a half-eaten candy bar. It's like, I'm sorry, sir, this was stolen. You can have it back, though. Cram it down my throat on the way to the store. But, yeah, I would always look longingly, because I would throw coins into fountains, you know, for wishes and stuff, but only ever pennies. Right. And I would, like, look longingly at the quarters, and I'm like, who does that? <laughs> who throws quarters away? <laughs> well, Steve got caught up uh, tossing quarters down the sewer one time on his way to the Bundy house. <laughs> I'm so glad there's a, there's a Steve reference that I didn't have to make up. <laughs> <laughs> They're everywhere. <laughs> but... They did used to make me, when we would go to the carnival, they used to make me distract the people while they would dive under the counter and catch all, and get all the quarters from the quarter toss that people oh, missed. Oh, cool. Yep. Good idea. They would make me sneak upstairs twice to go get cookies at church, and, and they're like, just tell them you're a twin. I'm like, I kind of think they know. <laughs> but <laughs> Who would buy that? They were terrible. They were terrible. Hey, go again. Tell them you're a twin. Those people are the worst. Oh, so you did see my sister. <laughs> anyway, um, and guys, it's really bad to steal coins from those fountains. Those are people's dreams. Those are people's wishes. Taking them back. We're taking them all back. Hey, I wasn't done yet. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie's even stealing people's lines now. Wow. <laughs> Jamie's stealing lines and crushing dreams. <laughs> Fountain dreams. <laughs> God, oh well. So, <clears throat> Al's having trouble sleeping after that bump on his head. Peg asks him to rub her butt so she can go to sleep, you know, because her having trouble going to sleep, that has to be addressed. But when <laughs> Al can't go to sleep, uh, that's no big deal. They also refer to it as a tushy. Oh, a tushy. Yeah, do you, Jamie, do you have to get your 
butt rubbed in order to go to sleep? You know what? I knew that was coming. I, I <laughs> you knew can just feel it. that question was coming. I can feel it in the air. I've been with you way too long, Alex. <laughs> uh, when as I was... soon as I wrote that down on my notes, I knew that Alex would ask Jamie if she got her tushy rubbed. I swear. <laughs> Okay. What was I soon to ask Jerry? When I was little, I used to call it <laughs> pat my. I just I'd say, "Will you, Daddy, pat my tail?" Because I can't. <laughs> what? Yeah. Well, I'm glad I asked. <laughs> and then, honestly, um, being totally honest, probably like two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> so that's yeah. a thing. Wow. It is a thing. <laughs> Did he use a baseball glove? No. <laughs> No, only this time, the two weeks ago, was not my daddy. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Like, I, I assume that. <laughs> daddy, my tail needs tending to. <laughs> I, wonder if that, I wonder if that's the same glove that Al pulled out in the Thinergy episode. Oh, God, what a great dialogue that was. Our monologue. <laughs> Just like mine. It would have been the same glove used in the Unnatural. Who knows? Oh yeah! Wow, look at you, I, man. Yeah, I wondered if his when he said, you know, um, basically when he said he used to be an athlete, you know, looking longingly right. at the glove. I was thinking about the unnatural. Yep. So Al sees aliens in their bedroom window. He he makes a face. First of all, all those faces <laughs> those he makes faces. with his tongue. It's <laughs> so good. And there were, like, so many of them in this episode. Oh, yeah. Like, and that, and that's the thing, too. Like, you look at a show like Married with Children, and in a lot of aspects, it is like a cartoon, you know? Well, more and more. Yeah, exactly. Right. And uh, that was just perfect. So Al sees these aliens in the window. He tells Peg to look. They hide away. She goes back to bed, and they come into the bedroom. They steal Al's black socks... And then they escape. <laughs> Three little green aliens came to hear me. They stole my song. Honey, were they green before or after they touched your song? No, Peg, they stole my sock. It really happened. Oh, Al, sweetheart, you banged your head tonight. You are having an hallucination. You're probably seriously hurt and need medical attention. Now go to sleep. I'm not going to say what we think overall yet, but let's just say at this point, did you believe that Al is imagining these things because of the bump on his head? I want to say that it, oh, it's definitely the bump, but... And to be honest, it never crosses my mind whether it's real or not. Mm-hmm. It's 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 just so fluid and so well done, and like it's so cheesy that I don't even I don't care. The thought never crosses my mind. You're not wondering what's actually happening here. Not, not once. Okay, Jamie. 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 Uh. Uh-uh. Is she running after the ice cream man? No. <laughs> the ice cream truck just went by again. The audience doesn't know about my exciting day today. <laughs> oh, wow. I got ice cream from the ice cream man. <laughs> Jamie just turned eight. 
No, and well, sorry. Go ahead, Jamie. Answer first. Oh, no, <laughs> so, I, sorry. I was, I was saying no. Uh, oh, okay. I, and no, I, wait. What was my question again? Um, <laughs> do you think it was real or fake? Whether, but I also um, this was no me. I, I I just think it's more like it didn't matter if he got bumped in the head or not. They still wouldn't have believed him either way. But as soon as they set that up, yeah, it was almost predictable in a sense. But like opened up a lot of great opportunity for for comedy which they knocked it out of the park well one of us has got to go get daddy at the doctor don't look at me i didn't marry him well, i barely know the man oh hi honey we were just deciding who was gonna go well, don't the- bother i'm home you know it's funny after a couple hours i realized you weren't gonna pick me up so I thought, well, you know, I'm dizzy and my head hurts. What better time to take the bus? <laughs> so after five transfers and a quick jaunt through gang country, where, uh, where we stopped briefly so all the white males could be signaled out and beaten, <laughs> I'm home at last. Did you bring us a TV guide? <laughs> <laughs> What did the doctor say, you ask? Well, don't worry. Though it looks bad, it might have killed me. It's just a painful, nasty bruise. Anybody, uh, anybody like to see it? Anybody call? Yeah. The Loch Ness Monster and Bigfoot wanted to know if you were still on for poker tomorrow night over at Darth Vader's house. The, uh, the Klingons are bringing the chips. <laughs> uh, the, the Klingon reference is the most unbelievable thing of the episode. I just no way Kelly knows about Klingons. <laughs> yeah. I believe the aliens. I will believe she knows who Darth Vader is. I will believe she's a virgin. I will not believe that she knows what a Klingon is. I don't know, man. They were all going through the TV guide and they were naming off shows. Like, I don't know. She's all excited. She doesn't do anything all day, you know? Like, they probably watch a lot of TV. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, modeling school will take up that much time, right? But you said yeah. about Kelly being witty. Um, I think it's more evident, too, in episodes like this where she doesn't have a lot of dialogue. And then, like, the, the couple lines that she does have are insults and, like, wicked smart. So, right, yeah. Well, uh, do you guys believe in anything like that stuff? Like, what do you think of those? Like, do you believe in aliens? Do you believe in the Loch Ness Monster? Do you believe in Bigfoot? Yes, no, uh-huh. no. I, I believe in aliens, uh, Loch Ness monster. There's too much evidence showing that it doesn't exist. Bigfoot, if he does exist, he has a great invisibility cloak. I would like to get a hold of it. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry, this isn't the Power Rangers episode of Cut to the Chase. We're on Married with Children. I felt like I've had an invisibility cloak my whole life. <laughs> I was wondering why everybody kept ignoring me. No, but the. I, I believe in aliens, of course. There has to be something else living besides this one tiny planet. Look, space is so incredibly vast. It right. is so vast. It is completely beyond anything that we could comprehend. Right. You know, in, in our own. Like, honestly, if you start to think, and we 
we actually talk about this quite a bit. If you start to think about it too much, it will make you kind of go insane because oh, absolutely, it is. There's Very. so much out there. It right. it is so, uh, it's insane for us to think for one moment right. that we are the only right. living beings anywhere out there. Now, do I think that there is anything close enough to us to visit? No, I mean, I, I, yeah, I mean because. It just, it would be, they'd have to be so far away for us not to have have seen any evidence out there of them. Yeah, even floating around in space, we don't see nothing. Yeah, so I I don't necessarily think that anything comes here, but I am, I think it would be ludicrous to think that there's nothing out there. I'm currently on a planet with aliens, so I can 100% <laughs> tell you Jerry there Thomas. are aliens. <laughs> And uh, they also just informed me there is a planet that is in constant civil war where it's the Loch Ness Monster versus Bigfoot constantly. Wow. How about that? Yeah, 100%. When I was a kid, the biggest mystery of my life was how big is space and where does it end? And when it does end, what's outside of that? And then what's outside of that? And what's outside of that? And I was like, because if it, if it ends, there has to be a wall of sorts. So there has to be something outside of the wall. It can't be just a wall. Like, I think the only explanation anyone ever gave was that it, it actually goes back into itself or something. Like, you can go so far and you just be there again or something. So that that's how it... You can explain in infiniteness. That's that's one theory. I don't know. It, like Jamie said, like you, we can't even comprehend it. Yeah. So why bother on this podcast? <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out how Al took his shoes off without taking them wait off. A minute, wait a minute. You said you went through so an alien phase when you were a kid, right? We've talked about Bigfoot to a certain degree. I was obsessed with I Bigfoot, know. dude. <laughs> so I wanted to bring it up. Yeah, um, I have. It's funny. I have a Bigfoot air freshener in the back of my truck, so when I drive, you actually see it in the back window, just spinning around with that that walk he does. You know that the legs open thing. <laughs> That'll probably be the only time you ever do see him. Yeah, right. Um, the reason Bigfoot doesn't exist is I've watched every documentary known to man. I think in one year, one time, he can't exist, and for the simple reason that if he did, there. There would be so many. You'd have to have so many in order to continue that species that it would eventually be seen. Right. Cloaking device. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> you can't survive unless you have a certain, like, a couple hundred of you because of, you know, a disease and injury and all this other stuff. I never thought of that. That's a good point. Yeah, like two of them just can't be walking around. You know what I mean? So, so of course, if there were one or two of them, yeah, they could hide. If if there's enough to make his species exist, you can't hide. Yep. It's just the world's not that big. Right. The ocean, yeah, the Loch Ness Monster could be hiding there. And sure. the depth of it and, and so much of the ocean we haven't even explored, you know? Right. Oddly enough, Earth is not that big that you couldn't see an uh, 11-foot-tall guy walking around with hair all over his body. Yeah. Now, Bigfoot's definitely out. Now, Jerry, you're serious about uh, the Loch Ness? Does anybody else? Okay. I, okay. I don't believe in the Loch Ness Monster in the sense of it being in a lake. Right. But as to what Alex said, uh, well, both of y'all kind of hit on, with it being in the ocean, uh, um, 100% there could be things existing at the bottom deepest trenches where there's a whole different ecosystem where the water is kept warm with right. thermal vents and that the, the, it could 100 possibly be 
any kind of dinosaur that survived by living down there or a megalodon. Carnosaur. I was going to say, Jerry's been reading the Meg again. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, well, I finished. I'm about to start the. I'm in the middle of the fourth book. So I'm about to do the fifth book. Yeah. It's about to happen. Is that like the. Said I'm, it is. I used to watch the Nessie Cam. There's a there's a 24 hour Nessie cam set up at, at Loch Ness. Jamie, you stare at it. You can. Jamie. What I did? What do you mean? Jamie, you could have been podcasting all that time. <laughs> you thought this show was a waste? Was it just staring at the ocean? Was yeah, just... well, at the lake. Yeah, they have a camera set up 24 hours where you can of surveillance where you can just watch. Loch Ness, and, and then I, would you get excited when you saw like a fish go by, like the ice no, cream? I never man saw go anything. By? No, anything. I saw. She, a couple she of saw the ice cream man go by. <laughs> well, I mean, if the ice cream man went by, I would be in Scotland so fast. <laughs> you know, I. It's one of those things that I've always wanted to believe. Ever since I was a little kid, I have been into Loch Ness monster and Bigfoot and aliens. I've always wanted to believe it. I've always wanted to see it. That's why I spent so much time watching Nessie Cam. I'm like, I, I am still gonna, believe. I am gonna catch it. <laughs> Never. If he rolled by with clown music, Jamie would have caught him. Believe it. <laughs> it was he was playing the entertainer. It wasn't clown music, but you know, I guess not. Um, but like, I, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to get glo- like glo- Jerry said in the ocean. Absolutely, there's so many things we don't know. <laughs> about the world that we still live in like uh, I mean that we still live on that we live on there's so many things we still don't know and yes absolutely there is a possibility of something out there I think if it were living in the lake someone would have seen it by now like for right. sure right. Uh, yeah wait hold on guys uh, a guy just drove by in a clown dog truck hold on <laughs> right, Brian Brian <laughs> he's got his megaphone He's he's apologizing to a girl right now. I can't even. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So aliens come through the front door, of course, as soon as Peg and the kids leave. Right. So Al just cannot get a break. Um, He blows on his ring. He thinks he's going to be like murdered here. (laughs) They steal socks off his feet uh, and. I think this might be the point where there's like they say there's a goof where Al comes home and he has his shoes on and at no point does he take them off mm-hmm. and then the, you know the uh, they're they steal them from his feet so how could they you know, but it's like I guess Al is on camera the whole time and this takes place otherwise why would somebody write that then they take a basket of laundry Peg and the kids come home with Marcy. Again, another episode where Marcy, uh, they just have no ideas of what to do with her right now. I could not agree more. And that's all I could think about is is how this has been building and how they've, they, they've definitely utilized her in, in some episodes. And it's been cool to see. Like, we talked about how cool it was to see. Yeah. But now it just feels forced, I got to be honest with you. Like, her, oh, yeah. her being interjected. I mean, yeah. I... I I get it. Like you, you got to look at it this way too. Like she's a she's a main part of the cast, just not of the family. But I just think it feels out of place because she's not part of the family. Like she's just because because she she hangs out like a friend. But I don't. They just she's like a hang around in a biker club. <laughs> exactly. Like bring in Jefferson, give her something to do. 
Yeah, please save this lady. <laughs> so uh, Al's in the closet with a baseball bat. So that, again, I know Dan loves him to keep utilizing that baby. Oh, yeah, that's great. The stench of failure is still in the air. <laughs> Kids, I think you better go upstairs and pack a bag. Father may be going away. Just know he's going to linger on and eat away at our savings. Come on out of there, sweetheart. Come on. Come on. Well, now look what you've done. Oh, we sell shoes. What's the difference? (laughs) Come on, sweetheart. Marcy just did that because she loves you. (laughs) No, I did it because he calls me Sergeant Carter Hair. It doesn't really... It's not a good joke because if you look at him, it looks nothing like Marcy's. It's just like spike it's like two inches long flat top spiky and just buzzed on the sides it's like i don't know there could have been a better joke here but uh that guy is he plays sergeant carter in the show gomer pile from 64 to 69 remember how he said gomer pile got his own show yes so that's what this guy was on i was actually watching that the other day wow it was sergeant carter's birthday (laughs) really golly Come on over here and sit on the couch and tell us what happened. You'll laugh at me. We won't laugh at you. Well, the the moon men came back and took my socks. (laughs) Isn't it funny how UFOs always visit idiots? Well, I guess they went up to the last idiot and said, take us to your leader. Look, you gotta believe me. They came in here and they took the socks off my feet, then they, they measured my head, then they went to the laundry basket and took the socks out of there. Does that sound like the ramblings of an idiot? <laughs> Ask Buck, he was here. <laughs> so once you say that, how is anyone gonna take you seriously? <laughs> right. Ask Buck. Okay. Uh, Buck. Honey, why don't you tell us what you and Daddy saw? Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, he says he can vouch for five aliens, but you know he's nothing without his calculator. We're sorry, Al. We shouldn't have doubted you. You know, UFO Digest has pledged to pay $1 million to anyone with real proof of aliens having visited. And with your dog's testimony, and you're standing in the community, why, that million's as good as yours. <laughs> so, Al leaves a trail of socks from the outside into the window into the bedroom so that he could have pictures of the aliens. Wait, I could get a million dollars right now if I just take a picture of one of these aliens? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, right, you're with them. I'm with aliens. <laughs> I, could, I don't know how, I guess I'd have to get them and send them through the weird Ansible communication thing I'm using to talk to you right now. And I guess I'll send it to Jamie. I think I trust her more to at least save me some of the money because I'll be like, I've got a cat to feed. And she'll be like, you sure do. And she'll 
mean, this isn't going to be like one of those South African scams, is it? Uh, if you when give have me... I ever tried to scam you, Jamie? Name one time. Hey, J- Jerry will tell Jamie, send me $25,000 for processing this million dollars to you. <laughs> this phone call is very expensive. <laughs> Al, honey, when you fell into that pond, just exactly how long were you underwater? <laughs> Peg, haven't you learned yet that nothing reveals itself in this bedroom when you're talking? You know, honey, you've been sitting there for three hours doing nothing. If you're going to do that, why don't you get a job at the post office? Come on, boys, get me out of here. Haven't you learned yet that nothing reveals itself in the bedroom while you're talking? Now... Do you know that I literally, that is my <laughs> life. When I was younger, I dated a girl that literally, she ruined anything that went on in the bedroom whenever she spoke in between. <laughs> Why? I swear to God. Did she ask you to, to pat her tail? <laughs> she said, pat my tail, daddy. <laughs> oh, that's why you broke up. She said daddy instead of poppy. <laughs> poppy, yeah. I was like, daddy. <laughs> Peg knocks postal workers saying that they do nothing. Meanwhile, I think the post office is the most fascinating thing in the world, like that I could just put a letter in a box and it goes ha- halfway across the <laughs> right in just like three days or whatever and it gets to somebody. Like, how is that not amazing? But no, they still attack postal workers here. <laughs> As Al walks around the bed after he wakes up, um, you get a good shot of one of the kids' bedroom doors. Yes, Bud's, right? Is it Bud's? You know what it reminds me of? Remember the bedroom of the dude from Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dad? Right. <laughs> and I guess Kelly's personality would be more in line with his. Yeah. Did, yeah. did you see any sailor leaving there or some change on the floor or anything? <laughs> Dead giveaways. <laughs> did I see any notches on the... Nah, nothing. That's a good question, though, because... Uh, uh, it automatically what came to my mind was Bud, but now that I think about it, you're probably right. It seems like Kelly's room, yeah. Probably is, yeah. But I want to say something, too, though. I want to say something about the joke, though. Like, like I loved it because, like, for the most part, it was um, just a beat down on Al, like, um, this whole episode, you know? Like, clearly, like, he had gone, like, crazy at this point. Everybody was just laughing at him, taking, taking jabs at him. So you knew it was coming where he was gonna he was gonna have his comeback he basically like they give him hope and then they take it away again um i've noticed that they definitely can go either way with the show you know and that's why I, I i always am interested in like okay like here's his comeback and then that's what makes it cool for the ending too though because a lot of the episodes are similar in that yeah like rag on al whether he's coming back with hits and haymakers from the beginning or if they just beat him down long enough till, you know, he just comes back. But, like, the endings are always, like, it could go either way. Like, he could be triumphant and be a legend or, you know, like he describes either, it. Either way, like, it's great, though. It, absolutely. Without a that's doubt. the beauty of it. Yep. <laughs> it's, a, it's a great formula that's, inter- you know, you can go, you can mess around with it absolutely. and it, it make it work. Yep. Yeah, Al takes his socks off, leaves them on the ground in the bedroom, and the aliens come in. Now, they they know English, apparently. Uh, They can't speak it themselves, but they know it, like if you say it to them. 
Now, what do you think? Now we're going to get into these aliens because now we get really good shots of them. So, what do you guys feel about the looks of these aliens? They're not that great, but I, I, I don't expect them to be. But you know what's funny is I was reading that uh, they got nominated. This episode got nominated for an Emmy for uh, costuming. <laughs> really? Yeah, outstanding achievement in costuming for a series. Wow. Yeah, they look like they have these like lines around their faces that look like you know where the face pops in. <laughs> right. <laughs> for the actor. Now, I was wondering if these were kids wearing these costumes or if they were midgets. One of them had boobs. Yeah, well, <laughs> that one is Susan Rosado or Rosito, and she's really awesome because she was messy Tessie in the Garbage Pail Kids movie. <laughs> I like how Jamie just didn't talk for like five minutes and then she was just like, yeah, one of them had boobs. That's all she has to offer. Wait, hold on. Hey, I've been on this planet for how long? I haven't seen a single alien with boobs. And you never oh, will, Jerry. It's just like Earth. <clears throat> There's one on the back for dancing. <laughs> no, I. you know what they looked like? They looked like something that you'd win at the uh, county fair. Oh, those uh, aliens? You know what I mean? Yeah, (laughs) actual size and everything. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Susan, she was in um, Batman Returns, Liar Liar, and Phantasm 2. And she died on June 30th, 2013 at age 56, unfortunately. So she was awesome, man. She must Uh, have been part of the the Penguins crew, right? Had to have been. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Now, of course, this guy doesn't miss a beat. You know he's going to be in this. Phil Fondacaro, he's probably the most famous midget of the 80s. Everybody knows him. Um, his famous movies are Willow, Star Wars, Episode uh, 6. 6, Return of the Jedi. He was an Ewok. It's wicked. He was in the Garbage Pail Kids movie as Greaser Greg. Wow, we got some Garbage Pail alumni here. Right. Yeah, isn't that cool? Two of them. He's in the movie Troll. Ghoulies 2, which is my favorite uh, uh, appearance of his. When was when was Jedi made? In 1983. Okay. The um, the music that they played at the end with the scroll, very Star Wars. Well, so was the scrolling thing. Well, yeah, and it was both. Yeah, and, like, I thought, like, it was, you know, like, the scroll thing. Like, I wasn't sure if that's just primarily a Star Wars thing, or I'm pretty sure, like, didn't Flash Gordon do stuff like that, too? Or, or... Yes, yeah, George oh, okay. Lewis directly got the inspiration from right. the old Flash Gordon serials. And did they do that scrolling thing, do you remember, in shows like yeah, that? I'll, okay. A lot of uh, those old serials, because I think Radar Men from the Moon did them also. Yeah. Yeah, and that, and then with the music too, it was like, oh wow, this is a complete ripoff of Star Wars. Yeah. Well, oh, that's yeah. crazy. All right. Well, there's another chick with um, uh, one of the aliens with boobs, uh, D- Debbie Lee Carrington. Now, you'll know this midget from Total Recall. Remember the chick, and she got on the top of the the bar and started shooting people with a machine gun. Oh forget? yes. And stabbed the dude. That's her. She's, when they were she's... in the mutant city, or the yeah. It sounds like it's great to be a midget in Hollywood. They get all the good gigs. Star Wars, Total Recall, Married with Children. She was in the movie She's All That as Felicity. I don't remember her and She's All That. I remember seeing that movie when I was younger. The midget, no, when she's on stage. Remember? Yeah. Remember? When he's doing the hacky sack. Yes, (laughs) 
<laughs> Yo. And she she was the voice of Valerie Vomit on the Garbage Pail Kids movie. So now three of these people. Oh, wow. And she was also in Star Wars as Ramba Ewok. No. In that same Return of the Jedi, yeah. Yep. So, isn't that crazy? Like, she was even in Baywatch. She was a flotation device. <laughs> no, just kidding. No, no she was Debbie. It's you know. so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> she was in Howard the Duck. We were this close. We were this close without <laughs> making a mission joke. Alex just had to do it. Couldn't resist. I'm sorry. Yeah, that was really that was really low on you. <laughs> we were so close to. <laughs> uh, she died on March 23rd, 2018. So just this year we lost her. I remember hearing about that because she is famous. Yeah. If, if you guys don't remember, just watch Total Recall. Uh, now this guy, you'll know this midget, Tony Cox. He's from Bad Santa, remember? Oh, oh wow, okay. He was in Spaceballs. He was in, remember Jim Carrey's uh, Me, Myself, and Irene when he was doing Jim Carrey's wife and she had the black children? Remember he was in the, in, in the delivery room and the kids were black? What, one of the most underrated movies. Oh, I gotta watch that again. <laughs> it's so good. He was also in Friday. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Don't pop, Miss Parker. He was in Eminem's Just Lose It video short. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> Damn devil. <laughs> he was in Ghoulies 4 as Ghoulie Dark. He was in Ghoulies 4 as Ghoulie Dark. It's a little spot on. <laughs> <laughs> was he in Return of the Jedi? Yeah, he was. He was an Ewok. Ewok Cox, huh? <laughs> if they, it's like you know, like the midgets, like uh, span of Hollywood. Because if this was any, if they were any older, they would have all been dwarves in uh, Oz. Like they would have all been, they would have all been the, the dwarves or whatever they, they're called. Munchkins, there. Oh, munchkins. munchkins. <laughs> they're yeah, man. dwarves. We should learn about the lollipop guild. Stop okay? calling them midgets. They hate that. <laughs> you have to bring up Wizard of Oz, don't you, Alex? That's the <laughs> one review I totally take back. Remember I gave that thing a 10 with James Franco? Oh, my God. I hated you for that. Like, <laughs> Two times you made me waste my money. You owe me like $26, you know? <laughs> but no. Listen. I, yeah. Yeah, you're right. You said, dude, this is the perfect sequel to Wizard of Oz. And they did it all these years later, but you wouldn't even. Oh, my God. You got it. I was like, okay. I like the Wizard of Oz. I'll go watch it. This is that before or after the Wolverine movie he made you watch? Uh, probably after. So I'm, shame on me because it would happen twice. <laughs> <laughs> it won't happen a third time. Yeah, well. The last guy is Felix Silla, and he was also an Ewok in Star Wars 6. Uh, I think it's getting repetitive here. Uh, he was in Spaceballs, The Golden Child, and Poltergeist. Um, he was in Star Trek. He was cousin It. What? In the Adams family. Oh wow! What? Okay, that's a big credit. He was in Bewitched. He was a troll and a goblin. <laughs> I gotta see that. <laughs> and he was in the Monkeys TV series as Willie the Midget. A little on the nose. <laughs> was, that, yeah. was that really his name? Oh, yeah, man. Willie the Midget. Wow. That, you, you think you think they could call him that in 2018? 
<laughs> Do you think that's ever written as the, uh, yeah, the guy's name anywhere anymore? <laughs> now, Jerry, were you hoping when you were able to tell that they were midgets from the way they waddled around that were you hoping that Steve would just show up and like knock one of them out? <laughs> no, I, Steve was off doing greater work, you know, taking care of beavers and l- looking for Bigfoot. <laughs> Throwing turtles and in fresh water. I'll bet you Steve's a flat earther. <laughs> wow, okay, okay, now. Now we're throwing around insults. He's smarter than that. <laughs> yeah, he was smart enough to leave Marcy. <laughs> That's true. That's true. She's a flat header. I was just going to say, leave a flat <laughs> to the place. <laughs> or flat chester. <laughs> I'm not trying to poke holes in this, but I'm just wondering, why are the aliens so down with taking pictures if they wouldn't even let one person, uh, example Peg, even see them earlier? I, I don't necessarily... Purpose. They, he said, Peg, look, and then they disappeared from the window. I, well, yeah, but it could have been a different one. Maybe the first one fell down and the second one climbed up. Yeah, it was like boys looking in a, you know, peeking through a window at a slumber party or something. And one's like, my right. turn, my turn, you know. Right. They, they were sitting up there going, peep, 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 peep. <laughs> oh, peep, yeah. <laughs> peep, peep, peep. Yeah, they, yeah with a, with a uh, pantyhose on their head. So, but how come they only show up when everyone's gone, yet they're willing to take photographs? Oh, let me ask them. Hey, guys. Uh, what, what, what's going on with y'all not being round peg and, and all that? Huh? I, I literally don't understand what you're saying. If you can understand English, speak English. Yeah, I got no answers, guys. Um, Zorp? Yeah, I don't know. Well, Al does have a photo shoot with these aliens. He does his football pose. He sings Kumbaya, Kumbaya my lord. Uh, all this like crazy stuff. They take pictures with Peg with cig- stealing her cigarettes. Uh, they say she smells with their their gestures. Guys, just one more thing. You sure you don't want the redhead for your intergalactic zoo? <laughs> I don't blame you. Well, live long and prosper. <laughs> I know I will. <laughs> Would Al really... I mean, I I don't know where the jokes end. Like, do you think he would say, okay, well, take her take her away. I really do at this point. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. <laughs> I think he would let them take her. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if he's if he would allow Sven to take her, yeah, of course. <laughs> Yeah, right. Like, because this way, you know, like, he would never see her again. She's not even on the planet, you know? But, like, I, I also think, too, um, with the aliens coming in that time or whatever. Now, do you guys think that where he makes that leap between, um, you know, taking the pictures, would you have gotten more evidence somehow? Or, like, would, would that would, would that have sufficed? I probably would have handcuffed one of them to my radiator. <laughs> or a radiator. A radiator? <laughs> that is one super cool radiator. I have a weird jersey thing. <laughs> Yeah, I've only known New Yorkers and people from New Jersey say radiator. <laughs> Rad- what other proof are you going to get, though? Like, they would probably, you know, shoot you with a space gun if you tried to uh, put them to your radiator. Um, <laughs> where were their weapons? How come they didn't shoot anybody? 
they dude they did reconnaissance they went up there it's like okay it's just a dumb dude and and uh, a red chick Bull. good uh well al does the live long and prosper sign but it it one of the aliens were blocking him. It was kind of bad direction, maybe, from Jerry Cohen, because you couldn't see Al's real hand gesture. You only saw the side of his fingers in a weird way. Um, so I couldn't tell if he was doing it right, but it looked like he wasn't. It looked like he was doing a regular peace sign when he said live long and prosper. Uh, but then later on, he appears to do it right, but then he spreads his pinky and the ring finger, so it looks like he, he really can't do it or something. Can you guys do that with your hand? Yeah. It's not that hard. What do you, uh, wait, what do you mean though? Like I've I I'm not even kidding. I've been trying this for years. I can't do it. Well, you can't do the Falcon sign? I can do that easy. No. How though? I, like I can't. Uh you just watch Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles a lot and then you eventually when you pretend to be a turtle, you have to have three fingers. So you know what you, know, you got to combine them. Yeah, you know what? what I was going I was going through my old uh, stuff today and I found a whole box full of Ninja Turtle stuff that I didn't even know I had. And awesome. you're packing it up and shipping it to me, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, I was going to say. I have the dopest Master Splinter. I don't even know where this came from. You have to take a picture of him. Yes, please. Okay. Please do. I have the greatest uh, collection of uh, I know you do. I wonder if vintage. you have this one. Yeah. Oh, I have, I have most everything. Except for the stupid stuff where it got watered down. Well, uh, so Al, yeah, he does that. Then Al does the coolest thing. He's walking to the photorama to get his pictures developed and he's singing that Beetlejuice song that Deo, Deo, Daylight <laughs> Come, come and I wanna, go. wanna go home but he says his 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 switch lyrics are amazing one blind, two blinds, three blinds, oh! Pixies come and I never go home. <laughs> he was already packed for Hawaii. <laughs> it was amazing, man. Um, Which I don't get his logic, because so he gets the pictures in. It's not like you you have the pictures in your hand and then you just suddenly have a check for a million dollars. Right. He would head there and then get the money and then head right to Hawaii. You know, like, but it's it's so cool. Al's really willing to just leave everybody. That's great. I no longer have this thing where I feel bad about people or anything. I just don't care. Like, to me, I think it's great. <laughs> I think it's great that he wants to ship his wife off to another planet. I think it's great that he would just never come home. I don't care anymore. And I think Well, because you know, he... they won't even pick him up from the hospital. Right, so... right. So I don't care. Hey! Mr. Tellyman, we don't need the whole song. <laughs> May I help you? Give me my pictures. I got planes to catch, cars to buy, and families to leave. <laughs> Name? Bundy. But it'll soon change. <laughs> Give me my pictures. Bundy. Bundy. Is that Al Bundy? 36 exposure, 1600 ISO? Yes, yes. Here's what's funny about, like, the culture of the world. Al has to bring a camera to a place, give them the film so they could develop the pictures he took. Like, imagine the lack of privacy that went on all through life. Like, of course I did this. I'm not that young where I didn't do this. But at the same time, imagine, like, when you wanted to take like racy pictures or whatever uh, like Polaroids must have been like the savior to pervs right because 
now you could finally just do whatever you want and have these pictures you don't have to, they don't have to go through another set of eyes they could just be yours right yeah Jamie how did Polaroids change your life <laughs> <laughs> well it was much easier than standing still for 20 minutes waiting for someone to take your photo <laughs> uh, wait did they have to throw the smoke up in the air and, and yeah. that big bulb went off yeah <laughs> Uh, so, uh, Al goes to get his pictures. He's so excited. Uh, did you guys know right then that there's, there's no way he's just going to get the pictures? Because why would they yeah, show us show him going there, right? Yeah. yeah, but I I thought that it was going to be, like, um, Al's fault. Okay. Oh, like his thumb was in the way or something? Yeah, like or, like, he exposed the film to light or something himself. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, something stupid. But, like, for that to happen... I was like, oh, wow, okay, so it wasn't Al's fault, but then I just got infuriated because he was so right. When he said that to the aliens, he's just like, I can't win. Uh-oh. <laughs> you know, this has only happened one other time since we've been at this location. What happened? Well, do you know anything about film developing? No. Well, neither do we. <laughs> but we learn as we go. Today we learn that when the machine jams, you don't use a flashlight around negatives. <laughs> Was there anything important? When's your court date, Al? Thursday. Congratulations. It's not every day a Bundy gets arrested for assaulting a photorama clerk. <laughs> of course, you were in the right. I mean, he did lose your photos of those little green guys. That's right. Play with the piranha. Like, how much did you want to strangle this guy when he goes, do you know anything about filmmaking? And he goes, no. And he goes, well, neither do we. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> what? how are you in business? It's kind of weird because he says they don't know anything about it, but this has only happened one other time since this, they've been in that location. Uh, unless you guys got there last week, then it seems like you do know what you're doing. Right. You know, this is the part of the of the episode. Now that we've talked about it, and I'm now seeing all the things that like clearly play on it all, all being in Al's head because he hits his head. Yeah. They could like this is the part where they could have like clearly had that happen where he got the pictures back and it was just him by himself. Mm. And it was so brilliant to not do that. So at the end, you still don't really know. Yeah. Well, it couldn't have been because the aliens took the pictures a lot of times. Unless you could say he, he put it on a timer. Because I don't know if we had, we ever saw an alien actually physically snap a picture. Mm-hmm. It was always from just a point of view. Right. Valid point. So, yeah, it's still up in the air. They maybe left it ambiguous. This idiot used a flashlight around Al's negatives when the, when the developing machine was jammed. Now, I don't know, I, you know, everybody knows that you don't, that's why there's dark rooms when you develop pictures. I don't really know what happens when light hits a negative. I don't know if it, like, neutralizes the nitrites or something. I have no idea. But <laughs> Minus, yeah. As a reference, nobody will ever get. Um, <laughs> Al assaulted the photorama clerk. Now, does anybody think that Al was not justified for that? Oh, I, oh, absolutely. I would have done worse. What are you looking at? You know they were real. You were here. If you could talk, you'd back me up, wouldn't you? Yeah, right. Mad men, they lock up. Mad dogs, they shoot. 
Now, I believe that's the missing link to this whole thing right there. I think Buck reaffirms that those aliens were real. Because if they were not there, he would have said, Yeah, right. You think I could see the bizarre things going on in that mind? Or something like that, right? So, Buck didn't deny those aliens were there. He just said he wouldn't say anything. So, I think that they actually were there in in the world of what we're watching. I think that's the missing link right there. That solves the whole mystery. But Buck didn't want to be shot. Not that he could actually speak out loud anyway. <laughs> oh, maybe Bella was a mad dog. I don't care if she was in the middle of a Bella movement. Oh, you want to hear something weird? A co-worker of mine, and my shop is only like 15 guys big. Um, he has a, he got a dog this year and he named it Bella. Isn't that weird? <laughs> that is weird. And I even said the joke to him. I go, you named your dog after Bella Lugosi? And he said, <laughs> he said, no, it's it something else. But like, here I am, like with an audience laugh track in my head. And, and this guy's just like looking at me like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and I'm doing owl lines to him. <laughs> so the aliens come back and offer to take more pictures. But Al broke his camera over the clerk's head. <laughs> so he can't. Hey guys, my name is Wazell. And my name is Dave Z. We're two of the hosts of the Banana Laser Horror Podcast. Yep, we're big fans of the Married with Children show and the Married with Children podcast. Our show is all about blending humor similar to that podcast with horror films. If that sounds like you as well, we've got a series for you. It's Banana Laser's Halloween Retrospective. Wazell and myself did an extensive breakdown of the entire Halloween film franchise. From John Carpenter's original all the way to the Rob Zombie duology. Take a listen. You don't know what death is. (laughs) (laughs) So stay tuned for Banana Lasers Loomis Impression Hour. Speaking of that mask, what a bad man. The same bad. It was was the worst mask that they used in H2O. Let's use that one. Is Michael Myers the only thing in Loomis's life? (laughs) Does he ultimately need Michael to escape? So he has something to do. You know what I mean? For his fucking whole career. Yes. Yes. <laughs> she's trying to speak, and it's almost like she says <laughs> that old fucking uh, thing, Twas the Night Before Christmas. It's almost like she says, <laughs> Twas the Boogeyman. <laughs> Twas the Boogeyman. <laughs> the fucking top salesman comes to visit. What does Cochran do to reward him? He kills his, <laughs> him and his family. He's your top salesman. Is Loomis Jamie Lloyd's doctor? It's his new obsession. Michael is dead. Does, he has nothing else better to do. He went from Michael to Jamie. That's it. Haddonfield has grown is what's going on here. It's, as soon as part two comes around, they have their own hospital, Haddonfield Memorial. Now we have the Haddonfield Children's Clinic. Yeah. You know. The economy is booming yeah. thanks to Michael Myers. Shit is really <laughs> happening. And uh, he comes into the, the the building, and I go, hey, what's up? He goes, hey, man, saw Halloween too, Rob Zombie. I go, yeah. He goes, I hate Rob Zombie. <laughs> and I just looked at him like, what do, you t- what do you mean? Like, why? He didn't think it was good? I just couldn't believe it. And so I go, when that movie fucking ends, I feel like I fucking had an orgasm. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, Al guest stars on the series as well as co-produced it. We had great fun doing this series and think you'll have just as much fun too. So make October last forever by heading to our YouTube channel, Banana Laser Show, and click the Halloween Retrospective playlist. Plus our podcast website, horrorfilia.com, or anywhere you can get a podcast. Just search Banana Laser. 
trust us. With a name that dumb, we aren't hard to find. So happy Halloween and peel back some banana laser. What are you hunting, banana laser? Banana laser, go home! You don't know what death is. Okay. I shot him okay, six Dave, times. Okay, Dave, I think they got it. Dave, they got check it. it out, okay, guys. thanks. <laughs> guys, you got to check that out. If you're a fan of horror movies and particularly into the Halloween season, these guys, the way they get in into every single Halloween movie and all the sequels, um, wow, it's such a great time. Uh, you definitely have to listen to this. I, I myself listen to this every single October of every year, and I produce the entire thing. But uh, definitely check this out if you're a fan of Michael Myers and the Halloween movies. You guys came to see the pictures, didn't you? <laughs> Well, the photorama guy lost him. Oh, nah, nah, no more pictures. Nah, I, I broke my camera over some guy's head. Guys, there's something you gotta know about me. Even if I took more pictures of you, it wouldn't come out right. Everything I do is wrong. Nothing I do seems to matter. I don't know, I try, but it just seems like Al Bundy wasn't meant to count. Would you guys mind coming on Geraldo with me? Gotta go, huh? I understand. Oh, guys, just one more thing. Why my socks? And I, I think that the um when he asked him to come on Geraldo with him, right? Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Um what see, here's the thing with the camera thing. Like, okay, that's that's um excusable, like if the, if that fell through for him. But then you have the opportunity that they come back and then you have the, the rapport, obviously, like they love him, like they go back, like they're boys at this point. So wouldn't you pick something in between that like wouldn't because he, he literally points to his watch and he's like nobody's got time for that he could have easily but i guess it just falls into the the whole purpose of of this episode which is al's never going to come out on top and you know well one of the purposes anyways but he, he's right you know he's not going to win no matter what he does i just picture al sitting on geraldo like and then, like, t- to the right of him are, f- like, six empty chairs. He's like, oh, yeah, these are my friends. Yeah, right. <laughs> he goes through this whole thing. And then somebody smashes a chair in Geraldo's face and breaks his nose. <laughs> we get to this ending epilogue, and it's the scroller from Star Wars. The music is spot on. Yeah. A great menacing comet was born, colossal in size, deadly in trajectory. It hurtled unstoppable through the universe on a collision course with many inhabited planets. Among the doomed was a small green world called Earth. But on planet Validia, they still sing songs of the man who made it possible for the comet to be destroyed. The man who saved Earth and a hundred worlds providing fuel for the ships which diverted the comet. And that man is 
Al Bundy. I guess they got fuel, put it on a rocket, sent it into the comet. It hit the comet and knocked it off its course. Or maybe it was like an uh, Armageddon situation. I was just about to say that. Yeah. (laughs) Don't want to close my eyes. Sorry. (laughs) By the way, guys, last night I met Heather McCoy herself, Tiffany Amber Thiessen. Don't get too jealous. It was amazing. Heather McCoy, Tiffany Amber Thiessen, wow, I'm in love. Pictures will be posted on our Married with Children Facebook group page. No Ma'am will be right back to wrap up this week's review. Be sure to join their Facebook group page for all the podcast news and updates. Be sure to subscribe to them on the Apple Podcast app and please leave a review telling them what you think of the show. To subscribe to their YouTube channel, just go to channels and search up Married with Children podcast. Now they're available on the TV Time app. Go to your app store and type in TV Time. Join their Patreon and support your favorite podcast with a small monthly donation. You can email them at marriedwchildrenpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for checking out this review. Now Dan, Jamie, and Alex are going to give their final thoughts on this week's episode. You know, it's weird how much we talked about the Garbage Pill Kids movie this week because all the midgets that actually starred in, in that movie. Because our exit music that plays like for the last two and a half minutes before the show ends, that's from the Garbage Pail Kids movie soundtrack. It's called Not a Soul Around by Ed Cupper. But uh, let's wrap this up. How many tushy rubs is it going to take to get Jamie to go to bed tonight <laughs> for this episode out of five, Jerry? Uh, so I, this is a, a four out of five for me. I, honestly, I wish I could give it higher, but I have that rule where I need something to establish a like meaningful thing that continues through the series for me to give it a five. Um, but I, I do. I love this episode. It is... It's the episode where I used to be very where I was like, oh, this is unrealistic. This is unrealistic. It doesn't work. No one's leaving a restaurant held up by socks. <laughs> and, and then over time, it, it, it changed for me. And this is an episode that anytime I watched, I don't care. It is so funny. There's nothing of substance of this episode. It's literally just joke after joke after joke. And the the aliens are hilarious. Them coming for socks is hilarious. The reason they're doing it is hilarious. <laughs> I, th- this was the episode that I was like, Alex, no matter what, I have to be on this episode. I don't care if for some reason I, I'm on another planet. I have to be on this episode. It is, to me, one of the easiest episodes to just watch. Yeah, we literally went to the ends of the world to get Jerry on here. <laughs> Uh, oh, real quick, before I go to uh, Jamie, <clears throat> I didn't mention, uh, Oliver the cashier at the Photorama is played by Leonard Lightfoot, who is best known for his uh, role as Leonard Rollins 
in uh, Silver Spoons, which was also produced by uh, Ron Levitt and Michael Moy. So that's how he got this uh, gig. Uh, okay, four out of five from Jerry. Uh, Jamie, how many tushy rubs is Brian giving you tonight out of five for this episode? I would say four. I think it's funny. I think it's cute. I really like the end where Al, it's shown that Al does make a difference that makes me happy. Um, even though Brian, the whole time we're watching this, is like, this is so stupid. <laughs> yes. Really? Oh yeah. my God, that's so weird. I just said that in my head when you said that out loud. That was the craziest thing. Sorry. Oh, wow. Yeah, I can picture people thinking that about this one. Yeah. You know how I am when it comes to Al and him feeling special or accomplished or whatever? It means a lot to me, so. Wow. Okay. Dan, how many tushy rubs is Jamie getting out of five for this one from you? <laughs> so, um, I love this episode. It was great. I um, One of the things that I like about Married with Children, and we've talked about this before briefly, is the fact that they can go really tight, really small with the episodes and keep it in, you know, just the living room and the bedroom, something like that, you know? Um, this this episode required no sets being built or anything it was so simple like jerry said there's no substance to this to this uh episode really you know like obviously there's there's something going on and there's there's a lot going on but it is just joke after joke and i i like to um like i've noticed that like this this show elicits a certain type of laughter in me like different types ra- ra- rather and and this one and this is why i said <laughs> that aligned with jamie's thing there i literally was thinking about uh, what i was gonna say and i was like this episode is great because it's just so stupid and that's what i just thought that as you said that jamie that's why it was just the craziest thing but um, that's what I love about the show, where it, it can go big and, you know, it can involve a lot of characters or they could go pretty small with it. And even though, you know, they did have a lot of characters, short characters at that, um, in this episode, uh, I, I found it really tight and, and almost like um, confined in a way. And I love when they do that. They Like, it just opens it up for some great comedy. So I would give it a... I'll go with you guys, uh, a four, four out of five. Yeah. Yep. Hey, Alex. Yeah. What do you think I would have rated this if it would have been in season one or season two? Oh, like a one or a two? <laughs> I don't know if I would have went that low, but I was just thinking about that. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, I don't, I don't know. Um, probably two and a half. Of course, it could have had Steve in it. That would have made it an automatic three. Yeah, probably three. Yeah, now that I think about it. Uh, well, I give it a four out of five as well. I really liked it. Um, it's not mind-blowing or amazing. It's just like a fun little episode. It's uh, cool that they did it. I know this sounds really dumb, but I wish that the aliens looked better. Um, <laughs> I, I would have liked like rubber masks at least. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Maybe even a little effect, like some kind of pulsating veins in the sides of their heads or something. Like, <laughs> something to... Because to, the way they did it, they, they're they almost dismissing the idea of any, any uh, legitimacy here that th- these are real living creatures. I mean, there's... I would have enjoyed the aesthetics of um, a good-looking alien, you know? So, that's that kind of 
brings it down a little. Like it's, it's just not perfect for that reason to me. I liked everything they did. I liked that they had to go after his socks for fuel. I liked pretty much every joke in here. Um, the ending, the way Al's not going to win because the guy screws up his pictures, that's pretty spot on to Married with Children. And it's a, a pretty satisfying ending. I mean, it does make you feel like at least it's it's not open-ended, you know, like that whole and the, the scroll and the really spot on star wars music yeah um everything's pretty strong here from beginning to end and i love how they give the bump on the head to keep that alive that we don't like obviously this there's no way this could truly happen they wouldn't just go to al's bedroom and uh this has to be in his head but you really never know so that's kind of interesting in itself Mm -hmm. um i think they more lead you to believe it did happen but you don't know and I guess it's it's not the point, you know? I mean, although it's a plot device, clearly, by injuring him in the beginning of the episode, it's still not the point somehow. Yeah. Somehow they're able to make it work both ways, you know? And I also think at the end of the day, like, with a show like this, it doesn't even matter because it's just funny. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's inconsequential to the rest of the series unless you want to, like, bring it back for for more comedy. But, like, other than that, like, it's fun. You can kind of go go wherever. This is almost kind of like a, um, in a way, in a way, like a, a Treehouse of Horror Dude, episode. Dude, I was just going to – do you know that I was just thinking that? So as I – that dawned on me, I started to go through the thing again to look at the air date. It's November 4th, 1990, so – they could have wanted this to air on Halloween, oh. which was the last episode, the 28th of October. Right. But maybe something fell with scheduling, mm-hmm. and it landed on November 4th. So I was just thinking, wow, it's so weird. We were on the same track. I was thinking, like, maybe it's one of those things where, you know how, like, things that aren't real exist in a an alternate reality of The Simpsons? Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, which is only the Treehouse of Horror, and they have those aliens. Yep. But the thing is, they couldn't have even taken a page from that because with the first Treehouse of Horror, I think, came out this year. Oh, did it? Yep. So the first Treehouse of Horror came out October 25th, 1990. So three days before that Kelly Bounces Back episode came out. So there's no way that anyone in Married with Children could have ever even got the idea that we could do it like an alternate reality on Halloween. You know what, though? I've also seen that happen with sitcoms before, where um, the episodes will air after the holiday. Yeah, Simpsons have done that, yeah. Yeah, and it's so weird, isn't it? It's almost just like, I don't know, it's like, eh, like you ruined it. Like, why? Why? This would have been perfect on, like, a Tuesday. Yeah, when they did the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown one, <laughs> yep. that aired in November. Yeah, and they referenced it by by celebrating Thanksgiving at the end of the episode. Ah, uh, so, yeah, see, they know what they're doing. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that. Jerry, man, thanks for joining us, dude. With That's a major effort you made. <laughs> yeah, man. I know. Thank you for having me. I, I, I got to say, uh, it's always great to come back to Married with Children, and, and, and it's always great to podcast with y'all. In general, I, I love all y'all. Everyone knows very much that Skeleton Crew was one of my favorite podcasts of all time. So it's always a blast to get to record with with all of y'all. And um, I can't wait to uh, see what we do next. And 
what episode I come back for next. And uh, guys, it was mentioned on this episode, and I, I got to throw it down. Uh, Dan, Yo. me, you, Bosco Showdown commentary. Oh, you know it's going down. Let's bring it. We got to do that. I think, I think, because um, I, I, I'm doing the, uh, for those who haven't seen in the group, I'm doing Patreon only commentaries where I'm bringing fans on or other guests on that, I, you know, like uh, at some point I'll have JP on to do a commentary with me. Uh, I think we're going to do the Elvis episode. Um, but a lot of people want to do later episodes. So until I get people that are like hardcore set on doing episodes y'all have already done, uh, when I can, I'm going to bring other people. So I, I think uh, somewhere in October or November, me and Dan are going to have to sit down and, and, and we're going to have to finish this Bosco feud. <laughs> and, but but the funny thing is, if you ever listen to um, any podcast that we're on, it'll start off as a feud, but then like 20 minutes in, we'll just start laughing uncontrollably. And that's how it'll go from there. And we just agree about mostly everything. So <laughs> yeah. spoiler. I myself like the arguments, but okay. Uh, yeah, it's amazing. I think most Married Children fans, uh, or at least listeners of our podcast, they seem to gravitate towards the Jefferson years more. Um, oh. I find that a lot. So that'll be interesting. I wonder if we're going to get, like, another 100% of uh, listener, you know, followers in every aspect that we have now. Once we get into seasons that people seem to that like. resonate more with them yeah, yeah. And, and people gotta spread the gospel I, I, I don't something was posted in a, in, a, in a group I was in where they were talking about married with children and I just I had to go in there I was like if you love married children you need to check out this podcast and y'all gotta be doing that too you don't have spam but if someone brings up married with children pose a podcast at them you, don't, you might be giving them uh, this huge present that they didn't know was out there yeah, yeah, exactly. And you know what? You know what? Just do it. Just spam. Just get kicked off of Facebook. <laughs> Show your love for this show. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Um, and show your love by uh, donating to our Patreon. I mean, it, it's super cheap, and we made it that way because the point is not to break anyone's bank here. The, the point is that we made it so dirt cheap so that if everybody does it, it adds up and it becomes something. And the cheaper it is, the more people that should be able to do it. That's why it's so low. You know what I mean? So yeah. yeah. And if you're not there, you're missing out. Like that. Uh, the, the don't tell mom the babysitter's dead commentary. That was yeah. fantastic. Yeah. And guys, please just donate. I mean, this is ridiculous. I'm sick of going in fountains every night. This is <laughs> getting out of control. Hey. Yeah, dude, those bruises. It look like you have a you're like a battered house husband. <laughs> yeah, he looks like that that piece of meat that Rocky trained on. <laughs> yeah, in, in, in the Shamrock meat, whatever uh, it was. Uh, all right, guys. So tune in next week as we review Wabbit season. Al, uh, a stressed out Al takes up gardening for relaxation, but ends up battling a pesky rabbit. Thank <laughs> you.